This is the Hockey News Podcast. Hello, it's Matt Larkin here with Ryan Kennedy. We are previewing the New York Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins meeting in an East Division battle, a rematch of a series a couple years ago in which the Islanders swept the Pittsburgh Penguins. So Ryan, let's dive in and start with offense. Who has the edge in this series? Well, I don't think this is going to be a shock, but I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Penguins because they have the number one offense in the NHL, uh, fourth overall in the power play, and Jeff Carter has been fantastic since coming over at the trade deadline, so they get another weapon at their disposal. You've got Crosby, you've got Malkin. Jake Gensel always turns into the Incredible Hulk in the playoffs if the Incredible Hulk scored a lot of goals, so I guess that's not a great metaphor, but there it is. Uh, whereas the Islanders, obviously we know they tend to win by defense and structure, you know, they lost Anders Lee to an injury. So they brought in Kyle Palmieri at the deadline. Kyle Palmieri has four points in 17 games. Uh, so that hasn't worked out yet. Maybe he'll catch fire in the playoffs. Uh, but for now I'm going to go with the known quantity that is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, I'm with you too. And I had to make a double take when I saw the Penguins led the league in scoring this year, considering that they were without Evgeny Malkin for so long. I was like, where did all these goals come from? So they really do have a strong uh, top six, especially because you've got Gensel, Crosby, Rust, and you've got Zucker, Malkin, Kapanen. And then the Penguins at their best have always been really strong when they have another player driving a third line, kind of like when they had Phil Kessel in their 16 and 17 cup years. And it appears they're going to use Jeff Carter that way to sort of be his own line driver. He's been really good so far. And the Islanders, you know, it's just not their game. They are the second lowest scoring team of the entire playoff field out of the 16. So it's just they're not going to be winning game 6-5. They score by committee. The one thing to watch, they, they do have a, a collection of players who are consistently better in the playoffs. Anthony Beauvillier in particular, his even his shot metrics, like he, it's like he becomes a different person in the playoffs. He's so different in the playoffs. We know Jean-Gabriel Pajot has a great playoff history. So does Jordan Eberle in, in terms of uh, being a, a money game performer. So you do have to watch out for these guys to suddenly be much better contributors. But overall, I still think you have to give the edge to the Penguins, especially with Sidney Crosby having such a fantastic season. What about defense, Mr. Kennedy? Well, again, this one is a no-brainer. I'm going with the Islanders. Second best defense in the entire NHL right now. Uh, their penalty kill sixth overall, so they can try to keep those uh, pen shooters out of the, uh, the PP gallery, as it would be. You know, this is just a great structured team. You know, you look at Ryan Pulak and Matt Pellick, they have been fantastic. I, I feel they're kind of emblematic of the team as a whole, guys that fit well together, that play off each other's strengths, that play within the structure, you know, they're hard to play against. They're not fun to play against and they can do a lot of different things out there. So, you know, when you look at the Islanders, they've got a really solid blue line. Then of course they also have a huge range of forwards that do their part as well. So no one's ever alone, five man unit. Uh, and I think, you know, it's worked so well for them. I'm, We've been extolling the virtues of the Barry Trot system for years now. And, and this is what it's you know built for is playoff series where things are getting tight and you have to fall back on you know what you know and the Islanders know who they are. 
Yeah, I'm with you for sure, especially with that that tandem of Ryan Pulik and Adam Pellick. They're probably the best shutdown tandem in the NHL. They're against the other team's best forwards every single night. And we know the Trot's blueprint. This is a team that they give up a decent amount of shots, but they block so many. They don't allow very many high-danger chances. That's what they're best at preventing. They just don't let you get quality looks. I do think the Islanders, they weren't quite as good later in the season as they were at the beginning of the year. But overall, I'd still say their identity is really strong on defense. I will say the Penguins are pretty good defensively too. They're not as bad or not as good as they were last year, but they're still a well above average as a team defensively. And Sidney Crosby, I think, is having a tremendous year on defense. Uh, I think that he is a legitimate contender for the Selkie Trophy. He's been playing the opposite of sheltered minutes. He's playing, he's almost being deployed the way some checking centers are deployed in terms of how many shifts he's starting in the neutral zone. He's doing so much responsibility facing the other team's top players, still doing a lot of scoring. So it's going to be a big series for him too. A lot of responsibility. I, I think that he'll be tasked with sh- maybe with shutting down Matt Barzell as well as doing a lot of scoring, which is crazy that Crosby is doing this much, but he's Sidney Crosby. That's why he's one of the greatest of all time. I will agree with you overall. The Islanders are a better defensive team, but the Penguins are no slopes. They're above average defensively as well. What about the goaltending situation, Ryan? To me, I, I give that to the Islanders. You know, Semyon Varlamov has, has been great for them all year. Uh, there's really sort of no questions for me in the Islanders net, whereas I look at the Penguins crease and it's been really up and down. Uh, I mean, for a couple of years now, but, you know, specifically this season, Shifin Jari, you know, numbers have been all right. Casey DeSmith, numbers have been all right. But, you know, do I have faith in either of them to like steal a series? I'm not sure. And, you know, going back to what you always say about, you know, platooning and and having one guy, I just worry that the Penguins are going to find themselves in a situation where they need to try out both goaltenders. And and that already kind of puts you behind the eight ball in a series, especially in a series where, you know, you're going to need some some key stops at key times. So I I, I feel a lot safer with New York's goaltending right now. Yeah, I, I think you're right, um, especially, you know, because we've seen Semyon Varlamov sort of be the guy on this team. And he went, he was part of a deep run last year. He played really well. So we know he can be the man. And you've got a really tremendous backup in Sorokin. But at least my understanding is the Islanders aren't going to be alternating. They're going to be sticking with Varlamov as their, their number one for the postseason. Penguins, I, I, I will say Tristan Jari had a bad start to the season. After February 1st, he was 23-6-2 and with a 9-17 save percentage. So he did get a lot better. He was a lot more reliable. But overall, the sample size, it's pretty small uh, in terms of him just being in, in big game situations. So I think you have to go with the Isles on this one. What about the intangibles, Ryan? Well, originally I just wrote down Sid as my intangible, um, you know, because because it's Sidney Crosby, and you know, as we've already talked about, he's been fantastic this season. But I'm going to go in a different direction and and just look at momentum. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins eight and two in their past ten games. New York Islanders three four and three. You never want to limp into the playoffs, and especially when you're going up against a team that is red hot. And, you know, again, going back to the Jeff Carter edition, it just felt like it really worked as a trade. Um, so I, when it comes to intangibles, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh because I feel like they're in such a good spot right now, whereas, whereas the Islanders are kind of scuffed. Mm, interesting. 
I'm going to say the Islanders have the intangible edge only because I, I, I still wonder if they're in the Penguins' head after sweeping them a couple of years ago. And if you look at Barry Trotz, he also helped take the Penguins out in 2018. He was coaching Washington. So it just feels like Barry Trotz has the book on the Penguins. And you know there have been some personnel changes, but overall the Penguins' team identity is still roughly the same as it was the last couple of times that Trotz coached against them. So I just feel like he's got the edge. He knows how to smother them and frustrate them. And the Islanders are just they're a heavier team too. The Penguins... One thing they're not known for is being a big heavy hockey team, whereas the Islanders can play that game. And I think if the Islanders get a lead and start to sort of slow down the game, they can also lean on the Penguins physically. So I'd give the intangible edge to the Islanders. Let's finish it off with a series pick. Well, I'm going to go Pittsburgh in six. Usually I trust the Islanders in the playoffs and I'm wary of Pittsburgh, but I just feel all the momentum is going in the Penguins direction right now. Interesting. And normally I always bet against the Islanders in the playoffs. I'm always wrong. This time I'm going to back the Islanders. I'm going to say Islanders in six, which means, of course, I will also surely be wrong again. Thank you for listening to the Hockey News Podcast. Make sure to check out THN.com slash subscribe to get issues of the Hockey News Magazine delivered right to your mailbox.